1: Do you think if I shoot them with my gun, Lucky Charms will explode everywhere?
2: Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's Most Dangerous Podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where
1: it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark.
2: Buckle up, boys and girls.
0: It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast.
3: Oh, yeah, it's the podcast at the end of the rainbow. And yes, we are magically delicious. Sláinte, boys and girls. You're listening to the Chad and Cheese podcast, HR's most blarniest. This is your (laughs) co-host, Joel St. Patrick Cheeseman. And this is Chad. Don't go stealing my lucky charm, so wash. And on this week's show, Talent.com achieves unicorn status. Or do they? Career Builder proves once again they are the innovation king and Kevin Durant (laughs) slam dunks his way into the workforce business. Let's do this.
2: I can make you rich. Okay, listener, how can you help your employees become more productive? I have answers. How about automating?
3: <laughs> seriously, though, seriously. Text kernel cuts through the complexities like a tortilla chip through some hot nacho cheese. Oh, my God. Really? Nacho references already?
2: Anyways, uh. Text kernel brings efficiency and productivity to your operations. Text kernel seamlessly unifies your tools and data to drive efficiencies and success.
3: Text kernel is creating new opportunities for your recruitment journey
2: Get ready to use today's tech to drive efficiencies and productivity. Visit techkernel.com. That's T E X T K E R N E L dot com. Mmm, nachos. <laughs> Happy
3: St. Patrick's Day, Chad.
2: Yeah, dude. I mean, so much different than last year, the year before. But in 2019, we actually were able to celebrate St. Patty's Day together in Cork, Ireland, which I thought was pretty amazing. And it was it was proper. Irish coffee in an Mm -hmm. Irish pub. I mean, it was it was it was a blast, man. So, yeah, you're now in Indy getting ready to go to uh, what the the uh, the parade downtown.
3: Yes. The modest excuse for a St. Patrick's Day parade (laughs) here in Indianapolis. But I've got uh, my Canadian family in town. We were up drinking last night. Uh, It's eight o'clock in the morning, almost nine o'clock where I am recording Uh right now. Uh, Mostly hungover. On my second <laughs> cup of coffee, so I'm going to try to get string some cogent thoughts together for this show, but no promises, everybody. I think this is the first time we've ever recorded on St. Patrick's Day.
2: I think it is. I, yeah. I think it is. Yeah, and and here I am sitting at uh, almost 1 p.m. 1300 military time yeah. in Portugal. So yeah, I'm up. I'm ready, and uh, this is this is going to be an interesting show. Yeah, don't expect too
3: much from me, people. Don't expect <laughs> too much from me. Should we get to shout outs? Let's do it. All right. Mine have no industry relevance whatsoever. So okay. there you go, people. I All right. love Number it. one, March Madness. I know our international folks won't care about this, but uh, March Madness, the basketball, the NCAA tournament, mm-hmm. is one of the most fun, and exciting, interesting, engaging events, I think, in sport. Yes. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, last night, I don't know if you saw, you probably did not. Notre Dame, for the play in game, won a double overtime. Um, against Rutgers, which was really exciting. So this is just some, you know, the sign of things to come. A lot of overtime wins. I want to see some Cinderella games. March Madness <laughs> is awesome. So shout out to uh, the kids that dribble the ball.
2: That's awesome. That's awesome. And in the state of basketball, being Indiana, mm-hmm. it's it's a big fucking thing. My shout out goes to the EU. The EU. Who gave initial agreement for corporate board KPIs to have at least 40% women on non-executive director roles or 33% of all board jobs by 2027. So I guess if the corporate white male structure isn't going to move fast enough, well, they're going to force those motherfuckers. So shout out to the EU. The EU. Good EU. job, you.
3: And great job of uh, taking in the refugees from Ukraine. I am Amen. inspired every day yes. by what Poland and uh, other countries in the EU are doing. And it looks like we're going to try in the US to fast track visas for a lot of refugees and, and try to get them over to uh, America. So, Pretty awesome. Okay. I'm going set to set the stage here. A lot of listeners have seen your video from four years ago featuring me, Baker Mayfield, being made aware that the Cleveland, my beloved Cleveland Browns, were taking <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Yes, which at the time I was like anybody but Baker. I think I could deal with, and uh-huh. I was really, I was rather upset by this. Well, you were, yeah. It looks like I may be proven right. the The honeymoon looks like it's over. So Baker Mayfield looks like he's out. Uh, the team went and met with uh, Deshaun Watson, Baker. The drama queen that he is put out a tweet saying goodbye, Cleveland, although I don't know what's going on. Uh, I think they're over it. I think he's over it. Mm-hmm. The bad news is he'll probably end up in Indianapolis. And I'm going to have to listen to fucking sports radio for the next two, two three years about Baker Mayfield again here locally.
2: Yeah. Now, after Carson Wentz, I cannot even even fathom that Baker Mayfield will be coming to Indianapolis. I can't fathom it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm moving on. (laughs) Their options are not
3: real good. No first rounder. Uh, yeah, no quarterback at the moment. Yeah, right. Uh, it looks unless Jimmy G, Jimmy G comes to town, my wife would be happy about that. He he would be a
2: good snatch. He'd be a good snatch. The dude wins. Yeah, yeah. Just Guy win, wins. Baby. Guy wins. Good looking kid. Yeah, it's pretty not not too shabby. Not too yeah. shabby. Uh, shout out to the Talent Savvy podcast. This one is for you, Cheeseman. Uh, oh. Their latest podcast is entitled Metaverse Job Fairs. <laughs> That's right, baby. Uh, Not to mention, I want to tie this together. I also found where Second Life Now lives. It was it's retired and now a cocktail bar in Monte Gordo, Portugal. It, it's amazing. I
3: thought, you sent me that picture. I thought it was a gas station.
2: <laughs> I can make you rich.
3: Oh my god. Okay. All right, my my next shout out. So my grandfather, uh, uh-huh. Joe Redman, is sort of my connection to the Irish ancestry, and he was uh, salt of the earth. He was a fa- if you can if you can envision a farmer in overalls with two dogs in tow uh, farming the land here in Indiana, Love you can it. Kind of envision what my grandpa was. Yeah. So anyway, he was he was just a fun loving guy, and I have a picture of him in my office. Uh, he's he's drinking a beer which is really indicative of, of him. Um, he always drank low and brow. I don't know why he had really bad taste in beer, but no he shit. was always, he was always just a great guy. So every St. Patrick's <laughs> day, I think of him and little known fact about me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my two f- grandfathers were named Joseph and Elmer. So J O and E L is how my parents got Joel. So there it I'm is a combination of joseph and elmer shout out to joe Redman on this thing. shout I
2: out to stuff. joe and i am uh, doing a toast to him right now with my super so toast to, toast to joe and and as am i with my starbucks uh <laughs> grande baby grande so i'm going to continue my shout outs on the the realm of podcasts because on this week's cult brand podcast entitled brand exit we talk yes. about How exiting Russia impacts a brand and possibly their business for the good and bad. Good brand vibes or maybe the state takes your business. Many things to think about for many different brands. Check it out again at chadcheese.com. It's called Brand Exit. Great conversation with our friend, Julie Callie.
3: Julie Callie brought the A game this week so mm-hmm. make sure you yeah check that out free shit chad we gotta oh, you know I we like gotta it. we gotta talk about this so if if, if you like free shit chad and Cheese the most generous podcast in the world. <laughs> we're giving away some shit. So we're giving away T-shirts by Emissary. We're mm-hmm. giving away beer sponsored by our friends at Pillar. And we're giving away whiskey, maybe Irish whiskey this month, sponsored by our friends at Tex Kernel. But you got to sign up to win, Chad. You got to go to chadcheese.com too easy. backslash free. It's too easy. We want, we want your address. We're not going to show up and bug you. We're not going to come around on Halloween. It's all good. Give us your address <laughs> and we might send you some shit. chadcheese.com backslash free.
2: Yeah, and while you're there on ChadCheese.com, click on merch and then buy yourself a Chad Cheese sticker, put it on your computer, buy a Chad Cheese coffee mug. It's all right there. Check it Did out. You say coffee mug? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Very nice. I actually have one, and it's pretty <laughs> legit. <laughs> And our faces are on it, or is it the logo on their faces? It's our dumb cartoon faces with the new logo that Shaker did for us. Who wouldn't want to wake up to that every morning? It's awesome. All uh, right. Thanks to, thanks to Nick and the crew over at Honit for using their tech and creating podcast snippets for the site and social sharing. If you're trying to do a better job job interviewing at scale, check out honet.com. They do some really cool stuff. And, uh, again, just what they're doing for us with the podcast, you got to see what they're doing for recruiting and interviews for your team. Do you know if Nick is still in South America or has he moved back? He's in Costa Rica, baby. Oh, Costa Rica. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's He's in Tamarindo, Costa Rica. That man has the life. Three little girls and nothing but beach, man. I love
3: it. Everyone I know is leaving the country. It's very, very (laughs) eerie.
2: Something behind that. (laughs) Yeah, there might be something
3: behind that. So should we get to some birthdays? Birthdays are great. All right. Celebrating a birthday this week. Mike Schaefer, Ashley Collins, Barbara Francillo, Craig Watson, Bill Fanning, and Deb Andrachuk. Did I say that right? Andrachuk? Andrachuk. Andrachuk. Yes. There you go.
2: Andrachuk. Happy birthday, everybody. Happy birthday. We have events. Don't forget, kids, in Belgium in early May, e-recruitment congress. If you're in Europe, you got to go to the congress, for God's sakes. Uh, Unleash America in Vegas in late May. And then we have in July, early July, RecFest at Nebworth Park and many other events we are going to be at just go to chadcheese.com, click on events see where we're at register get your ass out there and buy us a beer that'd be awesome my liver is very
3: scared of our
2: upcoming (laughs) world tour it's a
3: topic all right talent.com chad hello uh this may be preemptive i don't know know. the artist formerly known as new (laughs) vu Has raised a pile of cash. Announced Wednesday, Montreal based job search platform talent.com announced it has raised 120 million in Series B funding. The company, which operates across 78 countries, also recently raised 30 million in debt financing to fund its expansion. Total funding now is $150 million, according to CrunchBase. No word on a valuation. Nothing in the news chat about that, which is a little curious. I'm sure we'll talk about that. Uh-huh. But in the meantime, we're going to give them a Chad and Cheese valuation of a billion dollars because we miss playing this soundbite, if nothing else. <laughs> uh, the TechCrunch headline read, Talent.com raises 120 million to take on Indeed and ZipRecruiter. Chad, should the competition be shaking <laughs> in their little leprechaun boots or not? What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, well, I think the the non-listing of the valuation kind of tells you something because talent.com is a more polite indeed. I mean, they're Canadian. <laughs> so Indeed is like like a bull in a China shop. They yep. crash and smash smash without regard while talent.com won't even think of touching the good China. They they haven't been as aggressive in the market as I would have liked to seen them. Uh-huh. They smartly switched up brands from a word that nobody could say or, or <laughs> pronounce or spell to talent.com. That was awesome. That's when I thought they were going to make the move and start smashing shit. Nope. Uh, just polite with a new name. It's interesting because SimilarWeb has talent.com in the top 10, I'd say top five, to be quite frank, tw- uh, traffic sites in our industry. Although Indeed and Glassdoor are one and two, both owned by Recruit Holdings, as we know. And Indeed is way ahead of Sister Site Glassdoor. Uh, according to Similar Web, Indeed is seeing about 600 million visitors per month, and Talent.com is about 35 million per month. So the big question is, what are they going to do with this money? Well, one of the things that they actually said that I thought was interesting was scale their new solution for SMBs. But why in the hell would they do that when indeed Achilles heel is more enterprise and SMBs, are really a pain in the ass when it comes to trying to target and spend a shit ton of advertising and marketing money. So that to me was interesting that they would say that they're going down that rabbit hole as opposed to toward enterprise. We actually have some live footage from the meeting with the investors, Chad.
3: Uh, let's look, let's listen in on that real quick.
2: I can make you rich.
3: Okay, <laughs> okay. good. So... I got I got a little nostalgic on this one. I got a little yeah. teary eyed. Uh, so there's there's a scene in the movie The Untouchables, starring Kevin Costner and Sean Connery, where mm-hmm. Kevin Costner says he has to get back to his wife because they're picking out tiles for the for the kitchen or something, and mm-hmm. he says something along the lines of, "There's still a part of the world that cares about the kitchen or what the kitchen looks like." <laughs> so when I see a job board. Getting $120 million, I got a little teary eyed for the past. Like, those were kind of headlines that we used to see, you know, 10, 15 years ago. And now we're seeing at least one again. Uh, mm-hmm. So I got I got, got kind of teary eyed about that. Let's be honest, this is a tough business. It's a traffic business. You've got, you know, uh, bigger gorillas trying to, to take the pie. You've got mm-hmm. global competition. Like, my hat's off to anybody who can raise money at any, at any significant level and take a job board uh, out into the world and, and try to compete. I mean, there's nothing particularly uh, unique about what they're doing. It's not like Indeed versus Monster where there was kind of a clear differentiation in the marketplace. Talent.com is just like head down, getting to work, you know, every day, punching the clock and doing the work that they need to do to be, you know, a high traffic, high value job board. So, for me, uh, you know, it's not as exciting as, you know, uh, some of the AI sites and companies uh, <laughs> that get money. Those are a little bit more fun to talk about Plenty in 2022. But hey, for for today, talent.com is kind of fun to watch. I'm rooting for them as I think most people are. I think most people want a little alternative to Indeed, Glassdoor, ZipRecruiter, and the other. So, uh, you know, if, if you out there listening are sick, Sick and tired of those companies and their service and solutions.
2: Like, take a look at talent.com, it might be a nice alternative. So, how do you see talent.com eating away at ZipRecruiter and Glassdoor and Indeed's Lead? How, how do you see that like in the future? I mean, I have ideas, but what do you think? I mean, you're obviously you're partly Canadian. So, I mean, you're, you're somewhat biased, but let let me hear Yeah. My son's half (laughs) Canadian apparently. So,
3: you know, I think that, you know, when everyone is zigging and you, you zag and so for, to me, to me, job boards have become very transactional. They become kind of cold and corporate. Uh, A lot of it is just an algorithm game or a programmatic game. So, I mean, if you can come along and have be an alternative to what people are are used to, and and mm-hmm. I don't know, put a little Canadian flavor, a little politeness, uh, I think customer service could be a way to to stand out. But ultimately, you know, these are help wanted signs on the internet. Um, there's really no clear way of distinguishing, you know, one job site online for the other. So, you know, how can you differentiate yourself? I think you go you go where Indeed is not. Uh, you have a human being you have a a touch you you have a heart a little bit i think that would go a long way but ultimately like this is a traffic game it's it's a a eyeball game um and if you can do that better than others then that's great i mean you and i both remember when shit what was tal Rue's first name uh jobs to careers jobs to careers right still out there so there still is. Yeah, I just didn't remember the old name. I want to say Jobs to Web, which is even further back. But I mean, <laughs> you know, their whole thing was like they just they were better middlemen for the traffic. Um, mm-hmm. And that's kind of how they how they were born. But that was a very technical way of, of differentiating yourself. Um, talent.com, I, I just, you know, zig when everyone else is zagging. And so far, I think uh, they're doing a decent job of, of doing that.
2: Your thoughts? The only way I see talent.com making up ground is with competitor collaboration and or aggressive acquisition in building an open ecosystem where indeed is a closed ecosystem they could go niche into areas like healthcare or high volume types of positions and try to steal an entire high-paying pay, uh, performance market from Indeed, but trying to compete on a grander scale and choosing to fight on the SMB side just doesn't make sense to me. I think you're right. One of the things that Ru did well, and I think they're doing well now, is they're playing niche, uh, the niche side very well. Uh, I think if Talent.com focuses on industries that are high paying CPA, CPC industries, and they go after acquisition targets and they start to create these external ecosystems. They boost revenue and, you know, they start eating away at that huge, huge indeed lead. I can make you rich. <laughs> Speaking of nostalgia, let's talk
3: about Career builder. <laughs>
2: Do we have
3: to? Career builder is in the news, kids. Glassdoor is certainly suffering some sleepless nights in light of this news, Chad. CareerBuilder <laughs> is beefing up its content for job seekers with the launch of a new feature called, you ready for this, Collab, showing typical salaries, skill sets, and alternate career paths for various job titles. CareerBuilder CEO Susan Arthur, who is always invited on the show if she's listening, wrote in the product announcement, quote, candidates have been searching for a source of truth, when it comes to understanding certain roles in specific industries. Career Builder spreading the truth, Chad. Uh, 2007 called, it wants its innovation back. <laughs> Your
2: thoughts? Sue, Sue, Sue. First off, CoLab? What the fuck does that even mean? Seriously, we're, we're, <laughs> we're on the, you go to this, the CareerBuilder site and you hit the salaries and advice tab. And one of the choices is literally listed collab. Yep. What the fuck does that mean? That literally means nothing to anyone. <laughs> it's, it, it's about as useless as their Pokemon for Jobs app, which they are still pimping to job seekers. So how do you make this a user experience anyone can understand? Here's a great example. And I went around to a bunch of different sites to try to get an idea of how this actually makes sense. And I, one of our sponsors, Adzuna, on the homepage, uh, they have it very prominently displayed. Value my resume. What are you worth? Okay, well, I want to know what I'm worth. You click on the upload resume. Then it takes you to a page that makes a pretty gripping statement. Find out if you're being paid fairly. Well fuck, I want to find out if I'm being paid fairly and then right there you upload the resume. I got to say, Sue, what the fuck are you doing? The first oh, announcement, hell no. <laughs> the first announcement was a new meaningless logo and colors. And how does that move the revenue needle? And now Colab? This isn't strategic, it's amateur. It's catching up with 2010 initiatives. They were useless back then, and they allowed Indeed to creep up on CareerBuilder and Monster and overtake your undisciplined ass back then. How do you think it's going to help you get ahead? I I just don't get it.
3: Truth, justice, and the CareerBuilder way, Chad.
2: (laughs) Oh, damn. That's the new slogan.
3: You like that? That's better than whatever the hell they're using now, which no one can remember. (laughs) You stole my thunder a little bit with the Pokemon uh, Go comment. And I was like, at least Irina brings some crazy ass shit as a, as a first statement. Susan's first statement is, yeah, the the stamp logo. And then now, hey, searching for a source of truth. That's what? career builder. Totally lame. Totally weak. The only reason this got any play whatsoever is its career builder. If some other site launched Collab as a source of truth for job seekers, no one would ever have paid attention. But because they're a career builder, and we haven't talked about them in a while, we thought we'd bring <laughs> this one up. I have nothing else to say about this.
2: No, I, I say we just go ahead and push ourselves away from the table because I'm full of all of this bullshit. And you got some DJ
3: Saul you want to talk about? Oh yeah. All right, man, let's take a break, and uh, we'll do a little dancing with DJ Saul.
2: (laughs) Human resources is supposed to be about humans. I mean, it's right there in the name. But when your hiring team is more like an assembly line glued to their computers, manually posting heaps of jobs everywhere they can think of, that human part feels nowhere to be found. This is a new era. PandoIQ takes the mind-numbing copy-pasting and nerve-wracking guesswork out of the job posting process. When you plan a hiring campaign with PandoIQ, you tell us who you need. Then, before you ever spend a cent, we predict what it will cost to find them. PandoIQ chooses the ideal recruiting sites from thousands of options, targeting the ones your next great hire frequently visits, then fires off your ads at precisely calculated times, surfacing the most relevant applicants for you to pick from. Now you're free to get to know the best talent, Build great teams and take care of your humans. Pando IQ will do the rest so you can get back to doing what the computers can't. For more information on Pando IQ, go to Pandologic.com. That's Pandologic.com. Okay, so on the cult brand episode, neither you or Julie knew who DJ Saul was. Now, do you know who he is now? I do now, but in my defense...
3: every Saturday night live has a musical guest that I have no clue uh, who they are.
2: (laughs) So DJ Saul was had no chance of me. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, he's like 170 years old. Okay. So we're talking about, we're talking about uh, David Solomon, who's the CEO of Goldman Sachs. He also goes as DJ Saul and Mm -hmm. he spins records. I mean, he, he, he legit DJs. But the guy's a total asshole. Anyway, we'll get into the story. So <laughs> so from Yahoo Finance fighting a strong trend toward hybrid work, Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon, a.k.a. DJ Saul, has repeatedly insisted that employees return to the office full time, leaving no doubt that he views remote work as a temporary aberration. But on the day the investment banker giant reopened in U.S., Only 50% of the 10,000 workers returned to its New York headquarters despite receiving more than two weeks notice. So the question is, is this a revolt or are we just going to see companies who force this shit to happen start to have to back up? Because they need their people, because they need the revenue.
3: Yeah. So as I understand it, it was it was optional but strongly encouraged, kind of like those summer uh, practices that we yes. had back in the day, Chad. Oh, Two they're voluntary, yeah. uh, but if you want to actually make the team, you might want to show up. Yeah. So yeah. the fact that this was voluntary, but not really. I mean, when the boss says, "Like, yeah, we'd like to, come, but like you to be back in," and half the people, five thousand people, say no, thanks. <laughs> That's very telling, Chad. And this isn't like a high tech company. I mean, they do tech, but it's banking and finance. Um, mm-hmm. And and what we've heard from Jamie Dimon and DJ Saul, uh, Fresh Prince, and uh, whatever. Uh, so that would make an interesting <laughs> to duo, wouldn't it? So what they've said is like you're going back to work, like we're going back to the office. I don't right. give a shit if if you know the drive, the commute sucks. Like this is the way it is. And the first statement out the gate is half of us aren't going to show up. So if, <laughs> I think ultimately, particularly the banking sector, they're going to have to make it mandatory. I mean, they're going to have to say, like, you're fired if you don't show up, if, if they want people to show up. I think in tech, they're dealing with the same kind of issues. Uh, we talk about Google. We talk about Apple saying, you know, get your ass back in the in the office. Workers revolt. Google bends and, and says, OK, we'll do three days a week. Or I think Apple said three days a week. So, yeah. like, we'll go hybrid. Mm hmm. Can banking go hybrid, I guess, but now that's probably not what they wanted to do. I I think ultimately like workers are making a statement that if you don't like it, we can go work somewhere else and you need to accommodate us or we're gone. And yeah. that's the end of the story. So I think companies, whether they like it or not, are going to have to evolve and adapt to the workers demands and make work from home uh, and flex time and whatever else the business as usual, the new business as usual. So that's it, man. I, it's fun watching this thing unfold and watching the yeah. workers uh, have have the power. Will it always be that way? No it
2: looks that way uh, huh? i don't I, I don't know that it will, but I tell you what it's interesting watching executives who are prioritizing abstract concepts like culture, camaraderie, normalcy over flexibility, lost time, cost of commuting, childcare issues, and just spending more time with your fucking family man plus i mean in a tight tight labor market, companies going to experience high attrition and low application rates as they start to see this shit companies are not going to want to be associated with that brand because they have gotten a taste they got a taste man and they know what it feels like they know how their performance is um some will want to get back into the office uh, offices and some will need to be there's no question some of the younger individuals who need to be trained who need to have the mentorship and and in the discipline and so on and so forth there's going to need to be that but companies are going to have to figure out that this is not an all or none scenario. This has got to be something where you are much more flexible and it could be prospectively benefits in promotions or hitting goals or who the hell knows. But at the end of the day, it can't just be black or white. You're in or you're out.
3: You know, you want to see a big employer like throw the hammer down and say, everybody back to work now to see Mm -hmm. what happens. I want to see what happens when a big employer says that, because that'll be very telling. My guess is it's going to be Chase, jp morgan chase with jamie Dimon saying get the fuck back to work that'll be fun that'll be fun why doesn't dj soul just just uh you know sling the hits and get people back in the office that sounds like like during lunch that's a party i want to go to dj Soul spinning the tunes baby oh all right well in the cafeteria <laughs> in the cafeteria <laughs> Free food, baby. Why would you not go in the office for that free food? Okay, let's uh, move on from DJ Saul. You can find his uh, new music on iTunes if you're interested. (laughs) And let's move on to uh, Creatively. Interesting startup. Creatively, a jobs platform that allows creatives, kind of like you and me, Chad, to showcase their portfolios digitally and offers collaboration tools, has raised $8 million in new funding. The latest seed round of investment includes contributions from NBA superstar Kevin Durant and former Disney CEO Michael Eisner. The new investment will go towards boosting the New York-based platform's product and engineering teams and growth marketing and data tools, as well as quickly debuting a planned same-day payment feature called Creatively pay, which is really creative, by the way. The platform has raised 19 million in funding and says more than 2,000 brands, including Nickelodeon, Comcast, and PBS, use creatively to find job candidates. I feel like we've seen this movie before. It was a two parter called Working, Not Working, and Communo. The only difference is the names behind it. Your mm-hmm. thoughts?
2: Yeah, no question, and I'm. I think it's funny that you didn't hit creatively dot life, which is the uh, domain, and that's I left it for you, man, a
3: big meatball for you to just knock out of the park. There you go,
2: domains. <laughs> um, and, and it also has forced job seeker uh r- registration, another no no. But let's be frank, right out of the gate, eight million dollars for this group is couch cushion money. I want to kind of step back for a minute though, because remember when Jeffrey Katzenberg sunk a bunch of cash into Quibi? I mean, seriously, the guy knows the industry. It launched at the perfect time during COVID when screen screen time was exploding. And yet, what happened? Jeffrey was out of his depth. He's a producer, a media mogul, but he did not really know streaming. This was an entirely new world that he thought was going to be the same as he knew. Well, what does Kevin Durant, Michael Eisner, co-founder Stacey Bendett, or CEO Greg, uh, Gregory Gittrich know about how the rest of the world finds talent or finds a job? Yeah, they, they don't. But, but here's, here's where I see a big difference. You talked about GNAC earlier and working, not working. With creatively versus working, not working, which you'll remember was acquired by Fiverr, by the way, the difference is hunger. None of these people are hungry, unlike a guy like GNAC. And I like my startups to be hungry. I like them to be scratching and clawing for that next innovation. This to me, I've been in the platform. This to me does not scream innovation. It screams a bunch of rich people who want to throw a party online for creatives. Yeah, it's a rounding
3: error and a nice tax break uh, for a lot of these people. Probably. Easily. In addition to the hunger, I like I like organic. I like some core competency. I like seeing passion. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly we saw that with working, not working and Camino as well. Um, there's some, there's some love there around the creative space. So I agree. Now what I, what I did find interesting was their same day payment feature. Um, and I think.
2: And their portfolio, by the way.
3: (laughs) I think that's probably a trend we're going to see more of. I mean, we're seeing like restaurants and fast food service industries having sort of same day, uh, payment. And will we start seeing contract work? same day payment. I don't know if Uber and DoorDash and those pay the same day or not, but it seems like that could be a trend that we will see more of. I mean, if, if either Fiverr or Upwork wanted to, you know, punch the other one in the stomach, they could offer, you know, same day payment for the the work that's done and, and get some, uh, get some attention that way so yeah I agree like you know the, the names on this just like the fact that we're talking about career is it's career builder probably the only reason we're talking about creatively as well as the other media outlets is that Kevin Durant Michael Eisner and some others um, are part of it but otherwise it wouldn't surprise me to see this thing fade into the distance in the in the future but I do think that the the same day pay could be something that we see a lot a lot more of in the future.
2: They do have an opportunity to actually make this thing hum. And the reason being is entertainment companies that have already committed are big brands and big names like Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith's production company, Westbrook Media, Jordan Peel's Monkey Paw Productions, Sc- uh, Scout Productions, Butterwork. I mean, there are these big names. And then they also have these big schools in New York and Paris, the Pratt Institute, the University of Cincinnati's uh, College and Design Architecture, art et cetera, etc. Cetera. I mean they have these different academies, fa- fashion institutes. If they can get these big brands and then they can promise to creatives that these big brands will have jobs there, there might be an opportunity, right They might actually make this work. the, the, the only problem that I have again, is that they're not hungry and, that, and and the tech is just total shit. I mean just for a basic job search, it is not intuitive. It's just, it's a horrible experience and they don't understand what they're doing. They really need somebody in the industry to help them from a UX standpoint. Um, the UI is is not bad. UI is not bad. UX is shit. But other than that, they've got the big names. If they can keep them on board and they can actually get jobs from those brands. Because how many, how many fucking job boards have you been on that have, have big brands on the outside, but none of their jobs on the inside, yeah. right? If they can yeah. get those brands, it's one thing, but they got to get the jobs.
3: Yeah. And I, you know, these aren't, you know, win loss uh, or winner take all uh, industries. I'm sure a lot of creatives are going to join a lot of different sites in terms of getting business, but in terms of how much work comes their way through this outlet versus the others that they're already on. I mean, we'll have to see, uh, or because even if you're paid the same day, if there's no work there to be had or the jobs that are on there aren't engaging and exciting, it doesn't really matter. if you're getting paid on the same day or not all right let's take a quick break and talk about robots
0: are you struggling to attract the talent you need today do you lack visibility into where your recruitment ad dollars are really going And wasted spending. And hello to optimized, automated campaigns that produce qualified applicants. At Acquire ROI, we make job advertising easy. Visit us at acquireroi.com and start transforming your talent acquisition today.
3: All right, Chad. No porn. No OnlyFans. (laughs) No strippers. We're talking robots at the end of this week's show. Okay. So we've we've talked about robots making pizzas, burgers, and even wings. But a robotics company making servers is now in the news. SoftBank-backed food service robot startup Bear Robotics, is in the animal, not the naked, uh, has raised $81 million in a Series B funding round, bringing the total to $115 million. Man, that's talent.com money, Chad. The Cali-based company has shipped more than 5,000 of its Servi Food service robots, which carry food and drink between kitchen and tables on layers of trays. They charge a $999 monthly fee for Servi in the U.S., which gives the robot a running cost of around $2.75 per hour. Chad, it looks like robots will be serving our food in the near future. How do you feel about that?
2: Well, it's interesting because that number is actually more than uh, the subpar minimum wage that a waiter or waitress makes in the U.S. without tips. So that's that's interesting. But here's the thing: we've got to think about. Remember when going to the grocery store meant uh, somebody else would actually check you out and bag your your groceries? I can't I can't remember the last time in America i had somebody else check me out Uh, i always use the self-checkout which means one staffer can watch over six plus different machines instead of just one in this case the food and drinks are brought to you by Servy. now either a staffer can serve you or i've seen in the videos it's pretty self-explanatory they want you to serve yourself so i think This is a a huge novelty now, and people will visit restaurants that have these robots just for the experience, kind of like 10 guy. Uh, Seriously, the, the little interviewing robot head is fucking cool and a total novelty. But these novelties will become a standard because they offer scale and they do jobs that nobody really wants to do and it's shit pay.
3: <laughs> but they don't quit Chad and they don't call in sick. That's right. Uh, so so to me there's some distinct differences in cooking the food and interacting with customers.
2: Oh wait a minute, are you going to are you going to dig on Flippy?
3: Oh, I love Flippy. <laughs> and Flippy has a new product I'm going to talk about cuz I'm okay, so excited. Okay. So so well Flippy is is built by Miso Robotics. Yeah. So there's Flippy and Wingy. I think it does the wings. And now there's now there's Chippy. I'll just go ahead and jump to it because you brought it up. So Chippy now makes tortilla chips. And Ooh. Chipotle ha- now has a contract with Chippy to make <laughs> chips for Chipotle. That's and they awesome. actually make the chips – sort of inferior, so they look like humans uh, made them, which is interesting. <laughs> that's like a whole...
2: So they're not like perfectly cut or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I'm not sure
3: how you humanize chips, uh, but hey, you got to feel organic when you're at uh, Chipotle. <laughs> so anyway, I think when you're talking about cooking the food, that's a much easier bridge than interacting with consumers. So yeah, if if I order wings and a robot makes it, who cares? And I can control that environment um, it's the back of the house, right? I'm in total control and I can maintain that easily. When you start putting robots in with the customers and you and I have talked about, you know, Walmart, uh, janitors or patrols and like yeah. taking Inventory. a bat. Yeah. Like yep. taking a bat twenty one of these things yep. like that shit's going to happen. And that's, that's just the malicious stuff. That's the drunken diner. Like let's beat up the robot, um, situation. But there's also like, Oh my God, the, The plate was too hot and you let me handle it. So now I'm going to sue your ass or you didn't alert me that this whatever, right? Like once you put humans in this, there's a whole array of of disasters that could happen. Now, I think ultimately what will happen and I do think where it does work is where the robot server is an augmented situation with servers. So if the server doesn't have to go back to the kitchen, get the food, run back at the table and keep sort of doing that. Um, and just sort of be amongst the customers and see survey come out. And then the server puts the food on saving time and money, uh, with, with running around. Like I could see that working a brand ambassador, but total, yeah. Like a concierge, (laughs) like I'm going to bring the food or serve it to you and say hi and be nice and smile. Um, that I could see working. At least that would be a bridge, uh, to the dystopian, like robots just flings food at you or you (laughs) take it off the tray. But definitely like augmented serving and you have fewer servers because you don't have need as many servers because robots are augmenting that, that, that job. Like I see that happening, but the days of like robots, uh, serving food Jetson style, that's a few years, decades away, but augmenting uh, service. I, I could see that and cooking my shit. Definitely. And I'm still holding to my prediction that a major brand will launch a robotics only restaurant in 2022 preferably wings if they could work that out (laughs) it'll be bar food it will be bar food oh yeah that's too easy (laughs) (laughs) well chad happy saint patrick's day happy saint patties we're an ocean away from each other but i know that we're both gonna have a good time and feel like shit tomorrow morning (laughs) you're you're always in my heart (laughs) when everyone's listening to this on friday morning just remember that chad and i or at least me is still in bed we out (laughs) we out